0: episode five thanks for listening to today's show please be sure to subscribe rate and review the show so that you don't miss an episode and to help make sure that others don't miss the boat
1: welcome to the telltale fisherman podcast where avid anglers share the story of their best fishing day ever to inspire yours now it's time for another epic adventure So here's your host, John Woodson.
0: All right, well, welcome to the show. Today's guest is Mr. Steve Robinson. He is a friend that's near and dear to my heart and a guy I've had a lot of adventures with, some on the water and uh, one that was pretty epic. But I think we're actually going to be talking about another one of his stories today. So Steve, welcome to the show.
1: How you doing, John? Good to be part of
0: it. Awesome. Well, it's uh, always good to talk to you. Well, let's let's just start off with you telling us a little bit about yourself. What what you do uh, during the week when you'd perhaps rather be out fishing, and uh, how you got into fishing. You know, what where did your love of fishing come from?
1: I'm an advisor and a, a consultant by by uh, by profession, and like everybody, we all wish we were out on the water uh, all the time. And I would say my first love of fishing started in a, in a lake in Kentucky when I uh, went out, and my grandmother and grandfather, uh, he was a dentist and she was a director of nursing at a hospital, and they had casting rods, and I was in elementary school and it, it, never, it was my first time fishing and had no idea that my grandma and grandpa on my father's side were competitive casting champions. And they would throw out this circular plastic ring out in the water about uh, 30, 40 yards out into the lake, uh, into a freshwater lake. And they would put this uh, weight on the end of the line and they would cast using two casting rods. And the contest was to put that weight uh, inside that ring,
0: every time you cast so you so you come from a family of fishing jeans with uh champion casters in it huh
1: well i de- I definitely didn't have the uh the skill set my grandma and grandpa had because the first time I threw the cast, the line got so tangled up it took me twenty minutes to get it uh untangled, and I uh, quickly learned there was more to casting uh, than just throwing the lure out in the middle of the lake.
0: right right well I'm taking it you eventually figured that out and started catching some fish on the lake there
1: eventually
0: (laughs) so what what did you fish for there just uh, bass and smallmouth bass maybe largemouth that kind of stuff
1: yeah just in the lake they were they were uh, fishing freshwater um, and just doing catch and releases so it was a lot of fun to to start learning how to fish and it was a lake where my father in the Navy was a lifeguard uh, during high school. And so it was just kind of a lake that, that he had grown up on. And, and it was where I first uh, learned how to fish was uh, my grandmother and grandfather kind of pulled out the tackle box and and explained how to work everything and and, uh, and started teaching me a little bit about uh, the love of fishing.
0: Cool, so you, you did some fishing with your dad too as well?
1: I did some fishing with my dad, um, and the um, uh, as as he uh, as we traveled in the Navy, it was enjoyable to go to uh, different spots in the states, and, uh, and my of uh, the one the first times I remember fishing when my father was out in a little wooden boat uh, out in uh, off the coast of uh, Nice, uh, France, uh, as we were uh, saltwater uh, fishing and I was uh, uh, just using sometimes a a cane pole and a a, uh, rod and reel and uh, catching some saltwater fish. And, uh, but one of my more uh, memorable experiences was when he came back from Vietnam, I was uh, 16 years old and uh, my father bought a 20 foot canoe and took us out on a fishing trip in, we had been transferred to Albany, Georgia, went to Okefenokee Swamp, and as I was uh, fishing uh, with my father in this 20-foot canoe, I uh, threw a, my line out at a pretty good distance, uh, probably about uh, uh, 40 yards, and got it snagged on a log. And so I was, uh, it was a pretty expensive lure uh, that I had bought, and I was uh, pretty frustrated and uh, and my father said, "Well, let's just steer the canoe over, and we'll try and um, you know retrieve the lure." And I said, "Well, that sounds great, Dad." And so it was our first time to connect and and spend together, and it was fishing. After he'd come back from Vietnam as a naval officer uh, in nineteen sixty-eight, and as he turned the canoe to head toward the log, I said, "Dad." The log is moving.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I bet I know what that kind of what that log was.
1: And my and my father looked over to the right, and he saw the entire end of this uh, about seventeen foot log, and the, the and the one end of it uh, move, and move about, and my father said, "Son, that is not a log. That is an alligator." And he's and he and I took my he said, give me the tip of your line. He whipped I, I took the tip of my pole and pointed it back to the other end of the 20 foot canoe. He whipped out his twelve inch K-bar knife from Vietnam. He cut my line, started the the four horsepower motor up on the back of the canoe, and we skedaddled out of there very, very quickly. <laughs>
0: And and I'm taking it uh, you weren't quite so uh, upset to not get your lure back after seeing what kind of log that was, huh? I
1: was not unhappy at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, you know, I actually had a similar story fishing with my dad once. I'll just tell it real quick. We were we were fishing and he was he was using a worm, a plastic worm that he thought got hung on the bottom, and so he starts horsing it up. He's thinking it's a log or a stick or something and the uh the log that comes up was actually an alligator with a worm <laughs> in its mouth and uh and then he just he all he did is came up to the surface and then he just slowly opened his mouth and just sat there like he was daring us to reach in and grab that uh worm out needless to say we didn't do it
1: <laughs> yeah I was, that was my next question i hope you didn't reach in there to grab that lure.
0: <laughs> no well my dad was sitting there the whole time saying why isn't this alligator fighting? He's not moving. I was like, cut the line. Cut the line, Dad. Uh, so, yeah, something some about fishing with your dad and, and catching gators. I, I don't know. Okay, when we get back, Steve is going to switch from talking about fishing with his father to a great day he had fishing with his son. Stay tuned. When the bait is thick, any old cast net can get you some bait. But many times the bait are scarce or they're laying low, and there is simply no way you can get at them without a good quality cast net. Unless you're netting in very shallow water, you need a net with a good amount of weight, which is a necessity for getting the net down on the bait quickly. A good quality net will also stand the test of time if it's taken care of properly. For a great value net for the money, check out tell.fish/slash gear in your web browser all right we're picking back up now with guest steve robinson
1: most more recent and probably most uh, memorable one was uh, recently going out with my uh, uh, son chris and we were uh, we had a, a week to spend together and try and find some quality time before he headed off to naval officer candidate school to start his uh, new life as a young man in the, in the Navy. And, uh, so a friend of mine that was a guide, uh, out uh, on Lake Taulquin outside of Tallahassee offered to take me and my son out for a fishing expedition, uh, on Lake Taulquin. Uh, it was very nice. And he, uh, and we went out on very early one morning uh, on a really beautiful morning. And, uh, and he found us a just an absolutely lovely spot. And it just gave us time to spend together and, and reflect and, and, and have some real real quality time. And we're sitting there watching a family of five turtles sitting there on a log uh, and, and some lily pads uh, as we were out there uh, starting the morning off doing some bass fishing. And, um, and Chris got the first bite. Um, and he brought up probably one of the smallest fish that I've
0: ever seen <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you get a picture with it uh no. oh,
1: oh yes and uh, it, it could easily fit you know in the palm of his hand and, and we had a we had a you know a, a, a pretty good laugh about that one and um, and and, then, and obviously after that we caught um, we did some crappy fishing and we caught some some nice uh, 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 crappie and uh, that were an, incredible. To, uh, and Mom uh, put on the grill later, but the, uh, the best part of that fishing uh, expedition was uh, you could tell he wanted to catch, try and catch a bass or some kind of fish that, that would give him a little bit of activity and, and play and fight that day. So while he and the guide were fishing for bass, I just rigged up a worm to go float on the bottom to see if I could luck up and and maybe catch a a big a catfish to uh, to tangle with. And as we were sitting there very very quietly, not having much luck catching any bass at the time, um, the next thing I know, uh, my my rod was sitting down on the side of the boat, uh, attached uh, uh, j- just to one of the uh, connectors and the. Um, and I didn't even have my hands on it. and the tip of my rod went, was bent over and went all the way into the water. And I thought I thought my line was going to snap and my son looked over at me and he didn't and his mouth just kind of opened and he didn't even know what to say because both of us realized we've, there's a good sized fish on the end of this rod. Oh yeah. And I, 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 and so I pulled up the rod out of the holder. And I handed it to my son, and to see the look on his face when I when I handed him that rod for him to to handle and bring in that fish was just something you you can never forget. And uh, and I looked at him and I said, "Bring him in." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I said, "It's your fish now." And uh, and he spent about the next uh, ten minutes. Uh, fighting this catfish uh, to 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 bring him in uh, to the boat, and finally finally uh, brought that thing up to the side of the boat. And there was so much action on that catfish, we had to get a net uh, just to get him into the boat. And uh, and to see his face and to see, see the smile on his face after uh, spending all that time and effort it took to get that catfish in the boat and then uh and then holding it up afterwards that was a very fun fun moment for uh, father and son
0: uh, wow spin. that's pretty cool so do you think the expression on his face was more surprised that you would actually give up the rod or excitement that he was going to get to catch the fish
1: very very much <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man so how big of a fish was it do you think
1: uh, it was, uh, the catfish was a a couple of feet long and it was, I don't know what it weighed, but it put up, uh, it was pretty heavy. It put up a a really good fight. And, uh, and, uh, it was, went went under the boat at one point and took off in the other direction and, and, uh, to where we had to turn the boat around in, in order to, 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 to go after it and bring it in. It was, uh, it was an ordeal, and it was a lot. It was a lot of fun.
0: Oh yeah, when they start diving under the boat, and you got to dodge <laughs> and weave and and run around one side and the other, man, that's that's when it gets fun. <laughs> and, uh, well, that's, that's that's awesome. So, uh, who was the guy you went out with that day? Do you, you remember?
1: I, I, no, I just remember his name was uh, uh, John, and he was uh, retired and a uh, grandpa, and in, in his literally in his late seventies. Oh, okay and, and he had been on that lake for many many years and uh uh and uh, had bumped into him uh, down at the restaurant in lake Tahoe, and and uh, going out to eat dinner out there at the restaurant and had met him a couple of times and when he had a chance to to meet chris uh that's when he when he found out Chris was heading off to Naval Officer Cannon School, he wanted to honor Chris by taking him out fishing and he said hey how about if i if uh if you bring we get you and your dad and let's go uh you know spend the morning fishing and uh my son was quite excited about that as well as myself
0: oh yeah what what an awesome thing it it really is amazing to see what uh what the folks do these days for some of our brave men and women uh who who serve. to thank them it's uh it's just really cool to see that
1: very much so we were very
0: honored absolutely well steve i am honored that uh you would take the time to share that story with us and uh catching big catfish is always an epic day on the water but especially when you get to do it like that the last big trip with your son before you send him off um man what a special memory and uh i'm i'm so thankful you shared it with us
1: well thank you for allowing me to share it and and uh, it, was, it was fun to, to relive the experience with you, John.
0: Please be sure to follow the Telltale Fisherman on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll get sneak peeks of upcoming episodes, notices of new episodes as they go live, and pictures from some of the most epic fishing adventures ever. Check the show notes for details. Thanks!
1: this has been the telltale fisherman podcast thanks for sharing another great tale with us be sure to check out the show notes page for more info on today's show and the gear we talked about keep those lines tight and we'll catch you next time right here on the telltale fisherman podcast